Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. I'm your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Hearns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, 207 long, dark days since Super Bowl 56, but we are back in NFL action. How are you doing? All good, Alan. All good. Super excited. Back to football. Two stellar weeks already in the books. Fantasy, headaches, and plenty. It's all gravy. Loving every bit of it. Absolutely, unbelievably, two weeks of action already in the books. It's flying by at breakneck speed. Some absolutely brilliant NFL games and action going on. Close, high-scoring stuff, comebacks galore. It, it, it is everything so far. Absolutely, it's lived up to the hype. We were all ready for it to go, and to both weeks, uh, there's been some phenomenal games. Um. You know, there's even the poor games aren't bad. So, as you said, great comebacks as well. In particular, last weekend just passed. Unbelievable stuff. And if anyone's not watching, I don't know what they're doing because it's the best sport in the world we got right here. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, let's get right into it. Let's hit ourselves into the news. <laughs> you with some knowledge well the nfl as i said kicked off on thursday night 8 of september a big one the champion la rams defeated at home by the buffalo bills who through two weeks looked absolutely dominant as they hammer the tennessee titans in week two 41 to 7 at home they are looking so impressive yeah they look stout i mean they can hit you everywhere defense is playing well uh, they've over 70 points scored already and only conceded 17. They're going to be a nightmare for everyone to handle. And look, it'll all be all all eyes already on to see whether they can do it when it comes to playoff time. Well, there you go. And not only that, but they look like they have a really spicy game this weekend against the Miami Dolphins. Also 2-0. High-powered offense come from 21 points down in the fourth quarter against the Ravens away in Baltimore this weekend to win in an absolute shootout. Yeah, well, look, I mean, they brought in Tariq Hill in the offseason with him and Waddle. I mean, you can score from anywhere on the field. And that's the kind of, um, you know what I mean? That's the kind of uh, attack they can give you. Uh, Two is living up to the bill at the moment. He's playing well, um, getting the job done for them. Uh, Miami looked like they could beat anyone because of the fact that they could score from anywhere. And that's going to be a tasty game. I'm really looking forward to it. It sure is going to be a shootout. The Dolphins coming back from 21 points down in the fourth quarter, as I said. The first team to do so in 11 years. The intervening 11 years, all teams were zero wins and 711 losses when they in that position. <laughs> that's crazy stuff. Nuts. A quick look back at week one. We had the Saints beat the Falcons by one point. The Browns beat the Panthers by two points. The Steelers beat the Bengals by three points. Eagles and Lions only three points. A shootout 38-35. A draw between the Colts and Texans. 
further down, the Giants beat the Titans by a point. And of course, we're in a rain-soaked Soldier Field to see the Bears topple the 49ers with a four-quarter comeback after not being able to get out of their half or three quarters. But uh, did the damage in the end, and that's all that matters. Yeah, it was a great day for the parish. We were there to see it live. Um, Bears coming out with the W. Now, look, the weather obviously played a huge impact. Definitely think the Niners are a far better team than the Bears. And, you know, the Bears just got one win on the board. Uh, could be our last win of the season. <laughs> <laughs> it may well be. It may well be. A quick look into week two. A big one on Thursday night. The Chiefs take the win over the Chargers 27-24. The Dolphins, as I said, come back into fourth win, 42-38 against the Ravens. And how about those Jets? Coming back, scoring two touchdowns in the final minute and a half. In the most Browns game ever, the Browns losing 31-30 at the end. Uh, the Jaguars toppled the Colts at home for the eighth year in a row. This time a shutout and T-Law looking the business 24 to zip. The Giants go to 2-0, beating the Panthers 19-16. Patriots getting an unlikely win away at Pittsburgh 17-14. 49ers dominate the Seahawks 27-7, while also wins for the Cowboys, Broncos, Cardinals coming from behind to beat the Raiders. The Pack doing what they do against the Bears 27-10. And then late on Monday night, a huge win for the very impressive Philadelphia Eagles over the Minnesota Vikings, 24-7. to And they put up a dominated first half there to uh, clinch the victory. Yeah, for sure. The Eagles looked uh, very good now at the weekend, uh, on Monday night, I should say. Um, they looked really good. They looked really put together, both sides of the ball. They're going to be a handful for anyone. But look, at the same time, the Vikings are a lot better than they showed at the weekend. And Kirk Cousins doing Kirk Cousins things in primetime. Yeah, there you said it, there you said it. I mean, they opened with a huge victory at home against the Packers, and yeah, just a different team away in uh, in Philadelphia. Of course, we're two weeks into the season, and of course, every weekend brings with it injuries. Injuries, and more and more injuries. Some are short-term, few weeks here and there. Others, devastating to both club and fantasy football teams across the world. Hit me up with someone. An absolute slew of injuries so far, Alan. It's a long list. <laughs> uh, some carried into the season. Some happened week one. Some happened week two. A lot going on. Big names including Dak Prescott, Chris Godwin, J.K. Dobbins, Alvin Kamara, George Kittle, Michael Gallup. The big one, Trey Lance for the Niners, down for the year. Jerry Judy hurt at the weekend. Jacoby Myers questionable. Dontrell Hilliard missed last week. James Conner with a big injury at the weekend. Could miss a couple of weeks. Rondell Moore still to suit up for the Cardinals. Julio Jones struggling. Dawson Knox hurt his foot Monday night. Zach Wilson still hasn't turned up this year. Michael Pittman missed last weekend. And another big one in the Niners' backfield, Elijah Mitchell, going to miss some time. And their rookie, uh, Davis Pierce, got injured at the weekend as well. They've uh, been signing guys to their practice squad and elevating them. and at The usual crack in the backfield in San Francisco. 
But I, I, I think if it, was, if it was any other backfield in the NFL, you'd be slightly worried. But with the 49ers, they just seem to churn them out there, you know. So uh, we'll see how it goes. A couple of others to add to that list, of course, Alvin Kamara was missing last week, maybe back in this week. And my boy Keenan also missing last week's game against the Chiefs. As you say, a lot of injuries, most of who you've named there, uh, are probably going to see some action uh, as the season progresses, but uh, not so for Trey Lance, a very uh, a very bad uh, ankle break, and uh, that poor man, just, I don't think he's going to have a career in the NFL. Yeah, look, it's sure disappointing for him, um, but... You know, there's there's base there's a sense that maybe the Niners actually are better now with just running with Garoppolo now. There's no distractions. He's just stable. Uh, it's a great roster. They're gonna be knocking on the door at the end of the season. Uh, it's nothing. Absolutely. It's yeah. not often a team loses their star quarterback and still are yeah. gonna be banged there go, at the end. You know. Yeah, it goes up a couple of notches in the betting stakes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean. They're, I mean, and the way that the NFC is looking, I mean, the Eagles look good. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to be tough. LA is going to be tough. But uh, but they're right. It's right there for the taking. So, absolutely, 49ers could be there. But, yeah, a lot of injury problems. Um, and it leads to a lot of issues in fantasy land. A lot of swip swaps and uh, guys being brought in. And, oh, yeah, I mean... If this just doesn't stoke up the trade machine inside each owner, then I, I don't know what does, you know? That's for sure. I mean, there's definitely some depth issues on some of the teams, uh, including my own. Uh, being crippled does not help the situation whatsoever. And, yeah, it's... Look, people are going to have to make moves, I think. Uh, some individuals in particular, including myself. Yeah, absolutely. And... We got two weeks of uh, our reviews to get through as we uh, did not get together for the podcast last week. So uh, let's head right into the week one breakdown. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. All right. Week one of the 2022 fantasy football season came and went. We're going to look at each division, division by division, starting with the below-average Joe's division, and the game of the week came from this division where the reigning divisional champions, That's So Ravens, took on orphan newcomer Cup My Balls. It was a low-scoring slugfest between these two, and although Cooper Cup got That's So Ravens off to a flyer on Thursday night with a massive 31.8 points, Sunday would be a stinker. Only CMC with 15.7 and Mark Andrews with 10.2 would go over the 10-point mark. All other spots, including both QBs, would fail to gain any momentum, leaving that so Ravens on a poor 108.06 points. Yeesh. Cup my balls had Ryan, Cook, Evans, Sanders, and Mayfield all reach double digits. But Elliot, Lamb, and Joku would each render less than six points apiece with Juju and the Broncos failing to reach 10. They would eke to a combined 108.08 points. 
and so a 0.02 point margin of victory for Cup My Balls on their debut. Nicely off in the league with a winning record. That's so Ravens register 0-1 in their divisional title defense. So close. Oh, close for sure. Both teams trying not to win this one. Uh, letdowns across <laughs> the board, really. You know, both both uh, both teams' quarterbacks letting them down, big style. You know, in a, in a, in a matchup where four quarterbacks are playing and Baker Mayfield has scores the highest number of points, you know it's going to be a bad day. <laughs> uh, but big names like Zeke, Jacobs, Cook, you know, DJ Moore, CD Lamb, all low score. Elijah Mitchell in the slap in Chicago. Tony Pollard didn't do a whole pile. Trey Lance again in the slap. I mean, there was just letdowns across the board on both teams. And uh, it was really a, a slugfest. This was like watching the game in Chicago, really. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, game two in the division saw the railing toilet bowl holder QB anti-vax take on Dalvin and the Chipmunks. QB anti-vax are looking to get off to a better start this season, but they were held back in week one by new recruit Amari Cooper, who scored less than five points and a goose egg from tight end Cole Komet. Harrison Edmonds just got over 10 points each, with Brown, McLaurin and the Ravens D failing to reach 15 apiece. However, Cousins, Mixon, and a huge day from Carson Wentz for more than 70 points combined. A healthy 137.2 points overall. Dalvin and Chipmunks made some big decisions in the offseason to effectively roll with the same team that went out in round one of the 2021 playoffs. But it paid off in week one, with a league topping 166.38 points. And spoiler alert, they take home the victory. While Ayuk, Prescott and the 49ers D failed to get going, Barkley went for over 30, Burrow chasing Diggs for over 20, and Connor Everett and Jones all in double figures. A flying start for Dalvin and the Chipmunks, 1-0. and zero. QB Antivax, same old story, 0-1. and one. Yeah, as you said, uh, Quinny, Dalvin and the Chipmunks rolled the dice, went briskly, brought back everybody, and look, it's paid off week one. Um, he had really strong start. Lads scoring pretty consistently across the board. Ben, unfortunately, you know, back to the same old story. Uh, had a rough time of it last year. As you said, came last. And off to a shaky start again. Uh, work to be done, Ben. Work to be done. Indeed there is. Moving on to the Donkey's Ashes Division. Game 1 was our blowout of the week. Where the Walking Dead took on Nick Cage's Bunnies. Nick Cage's Bunnies rocketed out of the gates in 2021 to a division title with 11 wins. And only 3 losses in the regular season. In 2022, they're off to an 0-1 start and the lowest score of the week. New pickup Travis Kelsey surged to 26.1 points. With Goff, Chubb, Jones, Samuel and the Titans D would all gain double digits. So far so good. However, it's the combination of Rodgers, Williams, Renfro and Thielen. Who you think would be putting it all up there? 
They combined for just 17.8 points between them. Yuck. The Walking Dead started off their season with a goose egg from Cam Akers in the opening game. However, only Montgomery in the rain and the Chiefs' D would fail to hit double figures. Murray, Hurts and Pittman would all go for over 20 each. Williams Hill and Shark each for over 15 and Schultz for 13.2. 148.64 points in total and a marker laid down by the Walking Dead with a 40 plus point margin of victory over the divisional champions. Big win. Big start for Keno here. Yeah, very nice. Um, had some real nice uh, weeks despite uh, or a real nice week despite uh, Cam Akers giving him uh, duck eggs. Uh, really, uh, really consistent scoring across the board. Really high scoring. Um, got a nice little team there. Keen does, and uh, he's going to be a handful for anyone. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Ross, Ross never got anything going here at all. Um, big letdowns from from the guys you mentioned, Mike Williams, Hunter Renfro, and you know probably to a little bit of a lesser extent, Adam Thielen, but definitely let down. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and. Uh uh after we had the draft of course myself and yourself uh, had a little chid chat and uh, looked at uh, how teams were shaking out and uh i definitely pegged uh, Keane's team for uh being a dark horse for the championship this year looking strong across the board yeah i wholeheartedly agree uh he's got some uh, really nice players three under the radar players and yeah uh he's gonna be a handful he's got a he's, he's strong at every position yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, game two is another close one uh, between Donkeys Ashes Division foes, the Fear Boners and the Human Beings. Both sides had huge weekends from their QB1s with Allen and Mahomes, each hitting over 30 points each. Both had big numbers from their RB1s and wide receiver ones as Fournette and AJ Brown registered more than 40 points for the Fear Boners, while Patterson and Amon Ross St. Brown it 43 points for the human beings. Back and forth, this one went until Monday night football. Only a couple of points in the difference. The fear boners had Russell Wilson to play. The human beings with Geno Smith to play. I would be remiss to note that I thought I was walking away with an easy victory with some cooking from Russ. But the early cooking was done by Geno as he went flawless for much of the game and two touchdowns. Despite this, Russ cooked just enough to come out on top, and thus the victory ends with the Fear Boners by a four-point margin in a tight, tight game. Yeah, super tight. Uh, Green, kind of unlucky to run up against you. Um, only three teams in the league would have beaten Green week one, and you just happened to run into them. Um. He was pretty much let down by some of his big, his his big name players, Derrick Henry and Kyle Pitts, paying him big money and not performing for week one, not ideal for Green. But as it goes for yourself, Al, pretty much consistently across the board, um, you guys letting you down and guys doing right well. Um, yeah. There's potential for those guys that let you down to be more involved in future weeks the likes etn alan robinson in particular nico collins even but uh you know you have a nice little team there yourself uh led by josh allen he's going to be uh slinging up the points every week and you're going to be a tough matchup for everyone 
Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. And and, and funny, your your description of uh, Green's week, you can nearly copy and paste into week two, spoiler alert, for a little later. Again, only two or three teams would beat him. And, uh, and uh, yeah, Pitts and Henry letting him down through two weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Interesting. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Sucky Sponsor Sucks Division. Game one for this division was a repeat of the 2021 championship final. The 2021 champions mediocre team taking on the 2021 suckiest bunch of suck division champions, Kenneth Killers. The Killers were out for revenge and early bragging rights as their running back tandem, which I am now putting a name of Taylor Swift on, blew out of the traps with a combined 54 points. TB12, Tua, the Mooth, and Sutton would all hit double figures to support them. In response, the mediocre football team hit back with Herbert and Judy going for over 20, and Eckler, Waller, Kirk, and Waddle hitting double figures. However, mediocre football team had four players fail to hit 10 points, whereas the Kenneth Killers only had three. In a very even matchup between these two once again, less than eight points separates them in the end. It is a revenge for the Killers. They take the W, 142.18 to 134.68. An 1-0 start for the division champs, an 0-1 start for the league champs. Yeah, some heavy hitters uh, here. Um, real nice team Kieran has there too. Um, pretty nice scoring across the board with some letdowns. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's definitely yeah. a lot of reason for optimistic Really on both sides here, Adam's the same, really. Um, you know what I mean? He would have expected some bigger numbers from uh, some of his players. And, you know, a bit of solace for Kieran, but, you know, the ring is still in Adam's house. <laughs> there we go. Well, it's actually in Kieran's house, but it'll be in Adam's house soon. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Game two um, was between you're kicking the squibs. And the RIP Rebuild in Progress. During the 2021 season, the Rebuild in Progress did just that. And they tapped out of the season with a focus of rebuilding on 2022. Week 1's output would suggest it was a good idea. Jackson, Gibson and Thomas would each get over 20 points. While Adams would top out at 30.1. Despite off-season darling Damian Pierce failing to get going... Henry and Metcalf doing little better, and Devonta Smith with a goose egg. They still put up a solid 141.32 points. In response from a kick in the squibs, it was not good. Justin Jefferson at a league topping 39.4 points. After that, only Lawrence, Davis, and Fields would get into teens, while six other positions would fail to hit double figures. With Hawkinson topping out at just 7.8 points. An easy victory by over 30 points for RIP gets them off the mark for 2022. Kicking the squibs. That's sore squibs after week one. Yeah, look, um, it had some nice scoring across the board, but look. I think uh, if anyone's paying attention, I'm probably going to be the whipping boy of the league this year. My team is bad. And not only do I have consistency issues, 
already I have uh, injury issues already with no depth. It's going to be a long year for, for Bourne's. Well, Owen, it's funny how you just phrased that last sentence. Spoiler alert for later. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll move quickly on to week two because week two is gone in the blink of an eye. The below-average Joe's Division game one saw Dalvin and the Chipmunks take on newcomers cut by balls with both teams looking for a 2-0 start. It turned into a blowout, but not quite the blowout of the week. Dalvin and the Chipmunks continued where they left off week one, only Connor and Winston failing to get to 10 points. All other positions finished in double digits, less than 20 points apiece. But the star man was Stefan Diggs. A three-touchdown Monday night game led him to a league-topping 44.8 points. Spicy. The response from Cup My Balls was frankly putrid. Miles Sanders got 11.6 points and Baker Mayfield once more went slightly better to 12.3. After that, it was ugly. All other positions failed to get to 10 points each. The lowest total points in Ball's Deep Dynasty history. Woof. A 72-point trouncing puts Dalvin and the Chipmunks to 2-0 and in early control of the division. At 1-1, one one, cut my balls, hit early pressure. A skin-of-their-teeth win in Week 1 couldn't paper over the embarrassment of a Week 2 loss of this magnitude. Look, as we said already, uh, Quinny has a nice little team there. He rolled the dice, bringing everyone back. And more consistent scoring across the board. Most players getting in double digits. Then studs like Diggs. I mean, capable of this any week and every week is, is Diggs. Uh, especially with Alan throwing him the ball. Uh, a rude awakening uh, for, for Kevin. Uh, fresh into the league. Got a a close week one win, but uh, welcome to welcome to the big leagues now, Kev. Welcome to the ball feet, rookie. Yeah, big time. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. And not a whole pile of help on the bench either. Uh, work to do, Kevin. Work to do. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Oh. Tough going. Yeah, yeah. Quinny uh, sent his list to me, and then. Ooh, last minute he flip-flopped and then he came back to add in Stefan Diggs and a good decision that's turned out to be high price but good decision. Yeah, steady at that position. Absolutely. Game two of the division saw two teams that lost in week one. That's so Ravens and QB Antivax. This one also turned into a hammering. QB Antivax said, Carson Wentz? surprisingly put it together for two weeks in a row. He went for 27.78 points. After that, six other positions hit double digits. And while that sounds good, Najee Harris would be the top scorer of that six at just 13.9 points. A.J. Dillon, the Ravens D, and a second goose egg in a row from Cole Komet would see them only reach 109.42 points. 
That's so Ravens had Cooper Cup go for over 30 points. His QB Stafford along with Mark Andrews go for over 20. And Robinson, Moore and CMC in the teens. These six players alone were enough to take home the win in this one. But they added enough to total up to 150.28 points and an easy 40-plus point win. However, QB Trey Lance has been lost for the season, leaving That's So Ravens in a tough spot for the rest of the year with only Matt Stafford as a playable QB option. Tough decisions lie ahead. But That's So Ravens are off the mark, headed to the Week 3 showdown with the 2-0 divisional leaders, Dalvin and the Chipmunks. QB Antivax are off to the best possible start in the defense of their Toilet Bowl Championship. Some early decisions also lie ahead for Ben. <laughs> oh, yes. Benny, Benny, Benny. <laughs> yeah, tough start to the season for Ben. Don't know why you're so surprised about Carson Wentz. I mean, he's clearly won the premier quarterbacks of the league. Second, you, after you mean, two weeks in, mean, he's Carson second Wentz. in passing yards. Wentz Hill, baby. Who wants to join me? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, look, Ben's off to maybe, you know, maybe, a shabby yeah. start. Um, guys like Najee have been letting him down. Uh, AJ Dillon's a tricky one. I think he's going to have up and down weeks like this. It's kind of going to flip-flop between him and Aaron Jones, I feel like. Uh, but they do. The Packers will need to be relying on that run game. Um, you know, Komet has let him down now two weeks in a row. Uh, only a couple of targets through two games. Justin Fields is straight it's up surprising. earning the position on the job. Yeah, it's surprising though. Big you would have thought he's one of his uh, his uh, more capable receivers. But look, we talked we talked about that with Mooney as well. I mean, and Mooney has seen very little targets as well. It's bizarre. It's been bizarre watching the Bears now. I have to say. Um, but Stephen, look, Stephen's going to be glad he's off the mark. Um, you know, Stafford was back uh, doing Stafford things this week. Um, you know, McCaffrey's getting 100 yards in the game. He's getting solid points. He's always going to do that. And, you know, with the, we talked about it plenty of times last year, not just with Stafford, but having that Stafford Cup uh, stack uh, was vital for Stephen plenty of weeks last year. And, Helping him out here again. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, you know, Alan Robinson finally kicked into gear in week two. We saw plenty of targets too. But, man, there's just no cover in that Cooper Cup. He's, uh, he's a tough out. It's ridiculous, actually. Watching him play is a joke. Yeah. Okay, we move on to the Donkeys Asset Division game one of week two. And this division saw week one winners Fear Boners take on the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead took control of this one early, and they never looked back. Their QB tandem of Murray and Hurts, they down a hurting to the tune of 60 points between them, adding Tyreek topping out at 42 points. These three players alone would have been good enough to beat a couple of other teams in the league this week in total. Hot stuff. And good job too, though, as Williams, Hardman and Akers failed to hit double figures. Schultz only managed 0.8 points before leaving injured. And DJ Shark had a goose egg, despite the Lions scoring 36 points on the day. 
That was easily enough, however, to notch up an impressive weekly score of 153.5 points. The beer boners were not as erect this week as they had been in week one. Josh Allen, though, again balled out to almost 30 points. Allen Robinson, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Doolin, and Wilson each hit into the teens with Fournette, Etienne, Singletary, and the Steelers' D couldn't match up. The Walking Dead take it by 33 points and move to 2-0 and are firmly in control of the division in the early going. Fear boners in 1-1. One and one. Look, as mentioned earlier, watch out for Keane here. Um, the Walking Dead are alive. Uh, two weeks in a row, getting a W with a player starting, giving you deuce, duck eggs. I mean... He's this some mighty impressive scoring, as you mentioned. Murray and Hertz leading the way. Um, that's a mighty quarterback duo now. It has to be said. And you know it is. But looking, looking, looking at that Murray thing. I mean, that guy was, I mean, atrocious for three or more quarters of that match, and then suddenly just ran around like a a joystick on mad uh, for the final quarter to win the game for the Cardinals and single-handedly take him to the victory. But he did not look good for long periods. But still, fantasy-wise, he's gold. Yeah, I mean, fantasy-wise, he's gold. He's always going to be gold because he does have that in the locker moving around. He's going to get a couple of rushing touchdowns every year. Um, but look, I mean, he's, he's capable of doing what he did in the final quarter at the weekend. You know, he's capable of doing that for four quarters. We've seen him do it in the past. I mean, he's an explosive player that way. I thought there was some questionable play calling um, from the Cardinals, especially in the first half the other day. Um, but I wouldn't be, fancy terms, I wouldn't be worrying about Kyler Murray at all. I think he's going to rack up 20 oh, no. points. Fancy wise, it's all good. It's all good. He's just not a great quarterback. Yeah, um... I don't know. I don't know. I'm. He throws a real <laughs> nice pass. He throws a real nice pass. Yeah. It's well, really. Maybe. He's really a guy that I look at, and oh, if he was half a foot taller, he'd actually be better. He's really a guy that the shortness is hurting him a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, look. You know, it was a good win for Keane. Uh, as we said, he's uh, he's 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 uh, he's a team to be feared moving forward. For sure. Game two was the highest scoring game in the league so far this year. The human beings took on Nick Cage's bunnies. Human beings had a massive 39.4 points from Amon Ross St. Brown and 29 points from the Bucks D. Mahomes, Lockett and Johnson would hit the teens. While as we mentioned, Henry and Pitts, along with Patterson, McKenzie and Smith, would all chip in with single digits only. However, it was a solid 151.8 points and good enough to beat eight other teams in the league this week. But not Nick Cage's bunnies. Renfro, Thielen and the Browns D failed to hit 10 points each, but it was full steam ahead after that. Running back duo Chubb and Jones went off for 64.3 points combined. Goff and Williams added another 51.34 points between them. All other positions added team scoring to the total tune of 177.9 points. Nick Cage's bunnies 
put a W in the bag, move to one and one, and lock up the top score of the season so far. The human beings, as we've already mentioned, unlucky to be 0-2 after two better than the league average week so far. Yeah, um, look, Ross left uh, week one uh, in, in the dirt and came out all systems go this week. Uh, huge scoring. Mike Williams definitely taking advantage of the fact Keen Allen wasn't playing. Uh, saw plenty of targets, got a touchdown, over 100 yards receiving. Real nice for him. Rodgers taking the Bears apart as usual. But look, uh, Green, again, as you said, Real high scoring week uh, and unlucky to run into someone uh, just uh, pumping it a bit harder. But no panic stations for Green really here. I mean, as we said earlier, Derek Henry and Kyle Pitts, two of his big money guys, letting him down through two weeks. You'd imagine they will get it together and, you know, start to blossom a little bit as the season goes on. And, you know, he's got a nice little team there that's scoring well. I mean, I wouldn't be in panic stations now if I was Green. No, no, he's just, yeah, just been unlucky through two weeks. But, yeah, and it's only a matter of time, yeah, as Pitts and Henry get going, and, uh, yeah, you're in a different different ball game then. Yeah. All right, we move on to the suckiest bunch of sucks division. Game one in this division turned out to be our game of the week as Rebuild and Progress took on Canna's Killers. This one was back and forth all weekend. R.I.P. had Lamar go for 41.62 points. Kenneth Killers responded with Tua, hitting 40.86. R.I.P. had Thomas and Samuel double shot for 40 points between them. Killers responded with Higgins and Sutton, almost getting to 39. R.I.P. had their duds in the Chargers D for one point and a goose egg from Hunter Henry. Kenneth Killers responded with Rashad Penny for just 1.5, and Jonathan Taylor for an uncharacteristic 7.3 points. As Sunday turned to Monday, Rebuild and Progress went into the final two games with all players done and a 17.84 point cushion. Kenneth Killers had just a Buffalo defense to play Monday night, and play they did. They harried the Titans' offense all night and a pick six late in the game but registered them 18 points and a very lucky win by just 0.16 points. Kenneth Killers moved to 2-0, take control of the division. RIP, 1-1 in unlucky circumstances. Yeah, yeah, pretty unlucky here for him, in fairness. Um, you know, that big uh, Bills defense coming up big on Monday night, as you mentioned. Uh, look, big names been being letdowns here. Look, Kieran would have been a pretty, pretty uh, felt hard done by with Jonathan Taylor and Tom Brady doing very little for him. But also, Anna had uh, Devontae Adams doing very little. These are all guys you'd expect to be scoring into the high teens, early 20s on a weekly basis. And... Uh, Letting down yeah, on both yeah. sides. But look, this is a real tight one. Um, this could be pivotal come the end of the year when we uh, looking back at where the division stands. Uh, two nice teams here and lots to be uh, optimistic about from both guys and moving in the right direction. 
Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, our final review is a review of the blowout of the week. It was tough watching for my co-host, and it'll be tough listening for the next couple of minutes. Reigning champions, the mediocre football team lost a frustrating week one. They came out to the latest smackdown in week two. Waddle exploded for 40.1 points. Herbert and Kirk were easily in the 20s. Rams, Jones, Waller and Eckler were all in the teams. Only Williams, Judy and Claypool fared to fire. A large weekly score of 165.24 points. Now we turn to a quick in the squibs. Or as I like to call them, are we the whipping boys? Now on, let's start out with the positive. You're not the lowest scorer in Ball's Deep history, but only just. <laughs> T-Law had an 18 and a half point day. Henderson hit 10.7 and Justin Jefferson disappointingly at 10.8. Those were the highlights. The rest failed to hit 10 points in a pitiful performance compounded by a 1.6 point outing for Justice Hill and a 0.6 point effort, if you'd like to call it that, from Darnell Mooney. That's Mooney and Komet. The offensive weapons of the Bears for 0.6 points between them. Woof. 79.7 points total and a poor 0-2 start. Mediocre football team back on track in their title defense. 1-1. and Yeah. Tough sled, no Yeah, rough week. Tough rough week. Um, look, there's no defense. Like, my team just... I don't have the players. Do you know what I mean? I had some injuries this week. Not helping the scenario. Dobbins still didn't come back. You know, Kamara was out this week. Just definitely putting a dent on my point totals, but probably not going <laughs> to lay a glove on Adam uh, uh, either way, really, to be fair. And, yeah, I mean, Mooney's the strangest one of them all for me. Uh, don't understand yeah. what's yeah. going on. He's Through two weeks, he has five targets. He only had one game last year where he had less than five targets. Yeah, it's so, so bizarre. It's, it's so bizarre. bizarre. Your best patch, best patch catchers, Bean Mooney and Komet, and yeah, what are they? Ten targets between them, and not even. I don't know. Two, two fantasy points total through two weeks between them. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's 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 incredible. It's it's hard to hard to understand. Yeah, yeah, look, possibly you could understand a week week one being that absolute slap fest, but uh, no excuses really against the Packers. Who, yeah. yeah. But look, um, it's clear that Fields is learning on the job and, you know, the O-line is trying to do its best. But it's going to be a long season for myself and my Bears. Um, it's going to be a rough, rough look year. Out. I just have to enjoy everybody else's uh, trials and tribulations because I just all have all tribulations. And and, and, and just uh, at the end of last season where you buried the hatchet with Ben, it looks like you're going to be wrestling with him all year for that toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. Um, we're going <laughs> it's all, all eyes on week 17 for the matchup with me and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough. going to be tough. All right. Let us look forward to week three on the road ahead.
Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Week three is the last of the divisional matchups until we get to week 12. In the average shows division, we've got division leaders Dolphin and Chipmunks 2-0 taking on divisional champions. That's so Ravens. This one has all the hallmarks of a good, good matchup. Elsewhere in the division, it's at the bottom end. We've got QB Antivax 0-2 against Cup My Balls 1-1. This has Slugfest written all over it. <laughs> Moving on to the Donkeys' Asses division. Division leaders, Walking Dead 2-0, take on an 0-2 human beings team, which has game of the week potential. This one could go either way. A bit of luck in Green's favor could push him over the edge, but if he's start 0-3, it's going to be a long season. Elsewhere, my one-on-one fear boners take on the one-on-one Nick Cage's bunnies. The divisional champs looking to get back to winning ways as I'm trying to uh, continue my season in a positive direction. And finally, we head to the suckiest bunch of sucks division, the one-on-one RIP rebuild in progress. Take on the one-on-one 2021 champion mediocre football team. That one has a doozy written all over it too. While elsewhere, divisional champions Candace Kidders looking good for another easy victory to go 3-0 over Are We The Whipping Boys? Yeah, look, um, <laughs> pretty much outside myself and, and Kieran's matchup. <laughs> There's some really tasty matchups this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine uh, Kieran's going to walk all over me. He could probably play some of his bench guys if you want to give some of his starters a rest. Um, but other than that, I mean, the way the first two weeks have panned out, there's actually some uh, some really tasty matchups across the board here. Really looking forward to that Keen Green matchup. Um, as you said, a bit of luck in Green's direction. Um, you know, could uh, upset Keen there after his uh, flying start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, myself and uh, and Ross will be hoping that is the case, just to uh, to keep it tight. But uh, look, we uh, we'll see how it all pans out. As you say, some really uh, even matchups across the board uh, this week. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a good one. Yeah, and even though it's only okay. week three, because they're divisional matchups, I mean, they could be uh, making all the difference towards the end of the year. Absolutely, could be all important. Could be all important. Okay, let's just have a look at our redraft league. If you're not first, you're last. If you ain't first, you're last. We are two weeks through the if you're not first, you're last uh, league also. Or if you're Michael Green, the hashtag forgotten league. And things are shaking out very, very Evenly. Our week one matchups. So victories for Unnecessary Roughness, who took on the Hot Chub Time Machine to take victory. The Fantasy Football Team beat Dalvin and the Chipmunks. 
the suckiest bunch of sucks got a victory in a really high-scoring game over Team A, B, Z. Uh, 185 to 170. That was a high-scoring matchup. Team Steel McCraft 9. God, you guys need to change your names. Jesus. <laughs> get some team names going here, lads. Yeah. Yeah, get on. They, they beat staffs the way you like it in week one. While Mr. Meeksteaks and the Destroyers take out our, our, should I say, register win. And another loss for Ben and my ball, Zach Ertz, in week one of the Redraft League. We head into week two, Unnecessary Roughness. They beat Staffs the way you like it. There you are, 2-0. and oh. And up at the top of the table, while Staffs the way I like it now, 0-2 oh through two weeks, and are at the bottom. Joining him at the bottom, Dalvin and the Chipmunks, 0-2 oh in the squad, being beaten by Ben. Ben registers his first win across the four matchups, and he's 1-1. One one. Sucky bunch of sucks. Another hugely high-scoring game they're involved in, but they're on the losing end this week. Stevens' team taking him 180 to 169. Steven, 2-0. Owen, 1-1. Newcomers' team, AVZ, lose a heartbreaker in a massive scoring game. 2-0-3 for the fantasy football team as they take the win over the newcomers' By just four and a half points nearly. And then, hot up time machine. Adam comes out and spanks Michael Green and the Meek Seeks and Destroyers. 217 points to 129. An almost 90 point margin of victory. Massive. Adam is one and one. Green, one and one. Quick look at the standings. Steven, Keen. Alan, all 2-0. Owen, Adam, Michael, Ben, new guy. No, not new guy. Just Ben. 1-1, one one. new guy. Ross and Aina, 0-2. Work to do in the early game. All to play for. All to play for. And uh, back to Green's point. We're absolutely more than happy to uh, throw a few dollars into the pot for this one. I think everyone might uh, chuck in a few. We can get a ring or something if you want a ring or, uh, or uh, you know, just dish out the cash. Yeah, Maybe a winner I'm, take I'm, all. Maybe I'm game. I'm way more competitive in this league, so I'm game. So we'll put that to a vote maybe after the podcast drops. And, uh, yeah, we'll get on it. Sounds like a plan. Alrighty. Next week's podcast, we're going to have a brand new segment where me and uh, my co-host here, Boo Earns, are going to have a bet off. Every week, we're going to play some bets, uh, either for that weekend ahead or for the week or for the season long in general. At the end of the year, we're going to tally up some points to see uh, see where guys have landed. Uh, we'll work out some point system. At the moment, we've got three bets in place. Uh, we'll add more to that next week. Uh, we both betted on the AFC and NFC North. I guaranteed that the Green Bay Packers will still come out as the uh, as the division toppers. Owen likes the Vikings. We'll see how that shakes out. Owen has backed Kenny Pickett to start for the 
the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers by week three. And while things are not good in the Steel City under, uh, under uh, I don't even know his name. What's his name? <laughs> Mike Tomlin. No, your quarterback. Oh, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch, how could I forget? Mitch. How could I forget? Shocked face, Mitch Trubisky is <laughs> not working out. Uh, it looks like he'll still start week three, so that that could be one for me. And uh, I also bet that Carson Wentz would be replaced as the starter uh, for the Washington Commanders. He's obviously off to a flyer, but Wentz will do Wentz things before the season is out. And uh, we will get a new starter in Washington. We'll see how that pans out. We'll add some more bets as the weeks roll on and we'll keep you up to date. If anyone else would like to get in our betting uh, our betting uh, competition, by all means, by all means, let us know uh, your bets for the weekend. We're going to have some locks of the week for all the uh, betting aficionados out there. This is only according to me and Owen, of course. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll have a bit of fun. As ever, hit us up with any comments uh, through the apps or through uh, WhatsApp on the group. And uh, we'll be happy to uh, pass along any messages you have to fellow uh, competitors in the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League. And there we have it. A bumper episode to kick off the new season. We'll be back next week and every week until the playoffs are ending. Until next week, we're signing off. We'll see you. Take it easy. Set those lineups. Bye.